Dímelo, Pollo. ¿Qué tal? ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien, gracias a Dios. ¿Y tú qué onda? Aquí andamos, hijo. Encerrado, no hay de otra. Igual. Estás en Hermosillo, ¿no? En San Carlos. Me vine para la para, para playa. Ah, para aquí la playa. Aquí vamos a entrenar. Sí, un bueno, dejar una, una introducción aquí leve. Hello, uh, Grinders. We're back here at Grand Baseball TV. Now we have the privilege to have a big leaguer with uh, Gerardo Reyes. He's a current pitcher for San Diego Padres. Uh, ¿Qué tal, uh, seguidores? Ahora tenemos el privilegio de tener a nuestro paisano Gerardo Reyes de los Padres de San Diego. Uh, so, Gerardo Reyes, you're wel welcome here. Tell us, uh, you were born in Ciudad. Victoria, Mexico, right? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Tell us about Victoria. It was a small town. It's pretty small. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, my whole family was there. And I was just there for a couple of years, actually. Maybe four years. And then I went to the States. Okay. Uh, what part yeah. of the States? Hidalgo, Texas. Hidalgo, Texas. Valley, yeah. Yeah, when I was with Monterrey, we went to Victoria. We we had a, a I guess, preseason game there, and it, it's a small town, and it's an old mm -hmm. town too, right? Uh, kind of. It's uh, between. <laughs> kind of old and, yeah, yeah. All right, so you went to Hidalgo, Texas. You played Hidalgo High School, right? Right. Four oh, years? Four years there. Four years in Hidalgo. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, you were, uh, I heard you were a little 130 pound second baseman that, uh, used to rake and then out of a sudden you became a pitcher, right? Um, raking is not so much a thing for me. Um, it was more of a play every position. It was a, either whatever they need me, I was going to be there, either outfield, infield. And actual pitching came in until my junior year in playoff, I believe. It was more of a thing. Because I did my freshman year in, in JV. Okay. I, was a, I was a pitcher in JV, but once I went I went to varsity, it was a position player until my junior year, senior year. Ty Francis is saying, ¿Por qué tú tan feo? Dice. Él es el que está feo. Is that right, Ty? <laughs> ¿Tú tan feo? <laughs> so... After Hidalgo, you went to Galveston Junior College. Uh, you were recruited by Coach Silva, right? Uh, I went to UT Brownsville first. Oh, you for one semester. Brownsville? Okay. Yeah, they were the first ones to give me a scholarship. Um, but actually, after my first semester there, the the, the manager told me that they were going to close it. They, they were going to close the, the baseball program, so I had to transfer to JUCO. And he talked to me about Galveston and. That's when I went there. Which it was it's funny because we were gonna play together. You two Bronx? No, with oh, and Galveston. Galveston, yeah, at Galveston, me and Chuy, you and then Arson. Remember Arson Santi? Well you're pretty mm -hmm. good friends of him mm -hmm. and uh, you know who said hi? Mike Barrientos. He Mike Barrientos, yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. So you went to Galveston. How's how's Galveston for you? Well, it's a small town too. Uh, I didn't know anything about it or anything about the school either. So it was more like a shop and we'll see what happens. And that's how it was. Uh, didn't know anyone and didn't know the coaches. It was more of, uh, I want to play ball. <laughs> yeah, I remember when, when Silva came, he was like trying to convince, well, I finished in Colorado because of him, but he was trying to convince us because he knew it was a small town, but it was like, yeah, we have a beach. We have a beach. It's like San Diego. So. 
Yeah, that was the first thing they told me about it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So you were a, a starting pitcher and a closer, right? I started as a closer first. Okay. And then uh, one of the starting pitchers got hurt. And Silva gave me the, the chance to start that game. It was a seven inning, you know, they played two nines and one seven. So he gave me the, the, the seven inning and it was perfect for me because I, I didn't have uh, so much on me. Okay. So how was, how was Juco? How was the Juco route? It was a grind. It was, it wasn't a grind for you. How you think it's, it's, it's the Juco route, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Oh, it was, it was a lot of, of pound cake. Is that right? Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> oh, it was difficult. It was difficult for me and my whole family too. I mean, it was, it was a, a hard time back then. And, um, it was just, uh, a long process, but uh, I think we did good, and here we are now. Exactly. So you're another example of of, of JUCO, a JUCO route. Uh, my my program, we're like Mexican. Most of the kids are Mexican American uh, kids, and we've been sending guys to Galveston, Trinidad, Arizona, Western, Central Arizona, uh, Texas A&M, Kingsville. Corpus, like all those schools. So, but that's one of, of, of the things that I tell the kids. The Juco route is not bad. It's, it's actually a good route for the kids that don't have uh, a lot of money, financial aid, uh, for whatever reason, they don't have the grades or, or, or you name it. Chewy knows. Chewy knows yeah. what, what, what we're doing. And, 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 but that's one of the reasons I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you so you can tell the kids that you're another example of that Juco route, but now you're, you're, you're a big leaguer. Uh, so yeah. after, go ahead. Well, the whole thing about JUCO, I believe I'm talking about myself. Uh, back in high school, I was not the best one. I was for sure not the best one uh, from a team. So it was more of a, okay, I, I want to keep playing ball. So it was just moving from here into there and finding a way of just, uh, how to get better every day. And JUCO was the perfect thing. Um, Everybody's trying to trying to fight and prove themselves. So that was my my my, my whole point back then. I want to prove myself and and show the guys that didn't want to give me a scholarship back then, the D ones, even in the Division two. None of them told me like you're good enough to come over or even have the grades like you said, because I was not the best back then either. So it was like a uh, one step that I had to take because, like I said, I was not the best one. So I work every day just to prove myself and prove everybody else that I had I had the the chance to play anywhere that I wanted. Perfect, and then look at him. You you show that that uh, you made it. Vamos a decirle que hola Leo eras el niño eras. El niño era. Es cliente mío. Es cliente tuyo. Sí, ya lo tengo ya lo tengo en la bolsa es mío. Well, yeah, so you went to Galveston, you proved everybody wrong. Uh, you didn't play your sophomore year. Tell us about that. You got hurt your sophomore year? Yeah, uh, so as you know, Juco, we don't have many things. We don't have, like, strength coaches or, or, yeah, a lot of trainers. So we were doing uh, everything by ourselves. And, I mean, back then, you worked everything without knowing what's right for you. And I was training as a position player and not really just looking as a pitcher in, in the gym. So I did a lot of stuff that was not right. Of course, my my way of lifting weights it was not perfect. 
so I was squatting. Can't remember how much weight I had, uh, but uh, I did something wrong and my lower back popped. So that's that was the the injury I had for the whole year. So it made me lose the whole year, my sophomore year. Yeah, I, I heard about that injury. Like I said, well, Chui told me about it, and uh, and I heard that like you were the, you were the best pitcher of, of what Silva told. Because after after that year, I was I was getting recruited by Silva again, but he told me that you got hurt and and. I guess the team needed you so bad because you were you were the guy at that point. Uh, so Galveston, second year finish. You didn't play your sophomore year. Uh, mm-hmm. You went to Mexico and did a tryout right for the Tampa Bay Rays. The tryout it was actually near McAllen, Texas. Near McAllen, uh, Texas. So yeah. Chewy. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So I missed my whole year, and the whole point is that I didn't get a red shirt for my second year, so I couldn't go back to JUCO. So I had to find so a four-year college. You were, yeah, you were screwed, kind of screwed, right? Because you had your classes yeah. ready to transfer. Not really. No, not not not. I didn't have classes to go to four year. So wow. I go back to to Mexico, get fixed, uh, work on a little bit of the gym and uh, all this stuff. Uh, nothing about baseball, really. It was just. Learning to walk again because pretty much I couldn't walk right. I was going to class bending over and then I couldn't do things right because of my and back. What was the name of that injury? To be honest, I don't remember. I just remember they hurt really bad on my lower back. And uh, so I went back to Mexico and I think it was almost a month before we had to go back to school when I went to try out. And it was a fun story. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say hi with, with I'm gonna say hi to Franco. Dímelo, Franco, ¿qué fue? El Papa, eh, ese está conmigo en Tampa. Sí, yo sé, yo sé. Entonces, yo también lo conocí ahí en Corpus. Uh, te digo que este, lo que es el destino, ¿no? O sea, te pone gente es, que. Es muy chiquito que, el mundo del béisbol. Sí, demasiado. Trapitos calientes en la espalda, dice mi sangre. Con eso me lo vivía yo en, en el yugo cuando me lesioné, intentando arreglar todo. So, you want to tell us your, your signing bonus or just keep it like that? Oh, yeah, I, I can tell you. Yeah, because so, so, uh, I got. Let me, let me interrupt a little bit because uh, a lot of kids here, they think just by signing, oh, all right, I'm going to get a million dollars or whatever, blah, blah, and, and, and it's not like that. And, and, we actually have a few guys playing minor leagues, and they come here and tell tell the guys that uh, how it is. We have uh, mm-hmm. the number the number thirtieth prospect in the international MLB pipeline. So we we tell the kids, hey, like it's not easy. You're gonna sign, but it doesn't mean that you're gonna sign for a lot of money, and doesn't mean that you're gonna have a lot of money to spend through your baseball career. Tell us a, bit, a little bit yeah. about your 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 uh, signing bonus. All right, so I believe that uh, you gotta know where you at at that point that you're gonna get drafted. You gotta know what you have, and you you, you gotta uh, know yourself well. At that point, I wasn't the best, of course. I didn't have numbers to show or anything. So when they told me they were gonna give me, it was gonna be forty-five thousand dollars, but it was gonna be only fifteen cash. I mean, the sign and thirty for school to finish school. Oh, it was thirty. So. Yeah, 30 for school and 15 for me uh, before taxes. And when they told me that, it, it didn't really matter to me because it, all I wanted it was a chance to play pro ball. Like I said, it, it was more of proving myself. It was not about the money back yeah. then. So 
when they told me it was going to be that money, I said, all right, I don't, I don't care. Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I want to play. So they told me, okay, let's go. We're going to sign you. And like I said, uh, you got to know what you have. So at, at that point, you were at 92 to 93, right? Pitcher. I show up to the, to the um, tryout and I think I hit 88 once. Oh wow! Because <laughs> yeah, because I missed the whole year. I didn't throw a ball for seven months. So yeah, you were not on. Uh, I guess baseball ready to go and go from zero to a hundred and mm-hmm. pump that on. Yeah, um, I wasn't. Even, I wasn't even ready to go play ball because the night before that's when I went back to the states and uh, a friend of mine told me about the uh, about the tryout. tryout that we had. And I said, I'm not even ready. I haven't thrown in seven months, and uh, I don't even have a glove or anything. Not even a hat. So his dad actually told me it's just a little bit of baseball. Let's go. He'll lend you like the glove or cleats or anything that you need. Let's go. So that was that was so the night was, before the tryout. Was meant to I, be. I, yeah, because uh, I didn't I didn't even know about the, the tryout. So he told me about it. We went. I think I hit 86 to 88 once. I threw only from six to seven pitches from the mound. And he kind of remembered me because I throw kind of funny. <laughs> so he remembered me and called me to the back of the mound. And he asked me about what I was the whole year, my sophomore year. And How old were you, 20? You were 19 or 20? I was 19 at the point. Yeah, 19. Okay. Yeah, and he kind of remembered me, and they call me Pollo, Pollito, in the valley. So he asked and said, okay, where are you? We're looking for you for the draft, and we didn't see you pitching the whole year. And I said, I got hurt. So here I am, like, I haven't thrown in seven months, and I don't think I did really well. And he just told me how much time do I need to go back where I was, which was 92 to 94 as a starter back then in college in college yeah and it was i told him a month because that was the whole time i had to go back to school to find Mm -hmm. a school actually because i didn't have any and And, uh, let me interrupt a little bit you said that you were you didn't have the classes so i guess your route was going to be nia right nia yeah that was kind of my option back then so that was that was my plan before going to this tryout, uh, find a school that they will give me a scholarship and let me play for a little longer, and we'll see if I can get drafted after that. But they show up and they told me that they give me a whole month, uh, find a, a summer team, pitch there for a whole month, and actually hit back 93s and 92s. So that's when they told me, okay, you want to play for Tampa? I said yes. Uh, so it took you a month and a half to get ready, get back to shape, baseball shape, or a little bit more. Uh, I think I was ready in a, in a month, but because okay. I was doing exercises in the morning, baseball stuff in the afternoon, and gym at night oh, from Monday okay. to Sunday. So it was more of a rush. It's not supposed to be like that, but it was my only chance, so I took it, and I did it like that. So it was from Monday to Sunday, every oh, day. Perfect. Perfect. We're going to say hi to John Cinta. He's a pitching coach here in San Diego. Ahorita vamos a ir en español, gente, a los que pusieron en español. Chepe, 25, he played for Coach Silva, too. He got recruited by Coach Silva. He's from Tijuana. He played with uh, Jose, Chuy's brother. Con, con el, el hermano, sí. Con el Tyler. Hermano. So, Tyler was my first baseman. 
Sullivan? Yes. Okay. Y luego tenían un canadiense, ¿no? Que macaneaba, me dijeron. Tercero sí, en un tercera base también. Sí. Uh -huh. sí, pues el, um, ese Chepe también fue, fue reclutado. Esperemos que salgan el draft ahorita, porque ya senior, 92-94, me dijo, voy a estar activo ahí con, con el pollo para tener unas preguntas. Dice. Uh, ah, pues. So, you signed with Tampa, took you a month to go back, get back in shape. Uh, mm -hmm. You threw 88, that 88, and then you went back to 92-94, that does... That's hard work right there. Coming from going from zero to a hundred in less than a month, that's that's impressive. What's up, Jay? Come on that. Uh and then well you got traded after two years after, right? You signed. One year. One year after I played on the 14. Bill Myers trade. Yeah. That was on fourteen okay. and on December of fourteen got traded to San Diego. Okay. And uh You, trade, you got traded to San Diego, MLB debut 2019. Tell us about that. It was a really long process. <laughs> long process. So, man. yeah, on 15, I got hurt from my shoulder, and I missed the whole 15. So, I got surgery, uh, slap repair, I think it's called. So, yeah, it was, it was an old. It was a shoulder or, or elbow? Shoulder. Shoulder. Shoulder, yeah, it was eight months. So I missed the whole year. Went back to 16. What did I do? So I asked, uh, I asked the, team, the team to send me to the Dominican Republic because I wanted to For train the there. Yeah. I was done with rehab actually back then. Okay. So And I was 2000, done with rehab. Let me interrupt. 2015, you started playing uh, Winter League, right? Or 16? 14. 14. I made my debut on 14. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I missed uh, Winter Ball 2 on 15. Didn't play. On on 16, I went to Dominican for a month and a half before spring training. So I, I wanted to be ready, full ready to throw in spring training. And from there, did 15, went to Indiana for two months, and then I went to high A. I stayed in, in high A for three years, three whole oh, wow. seasons, pretty much. Yes. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to throw strikes. I was throwing hard, but not throwing strikes. What so, was hard for you? 95 plus? Mm, I was back to 98 to 99. Okay. So And you were a little bit everywhere, right? Yes. Uh, at that point, I was throwing only two seamers. I didn't throw four seamers. Well, 92, my whole... 98, ¿qué más quieres? Pues sí, pues. Bolas. Es difícil. Es difícil. And we're going to talk about that right now, about mechanics and everything that you did. Mm -hmm. So you were, so you were, tell us about I was 98. In, in, yeah, 98. I was, I was throwing hard, but everywhere, uh, all over the plate. So uh, it was not good. I mean, I was doing my work on, uh, on high A, but it was not going to work in, in double A. Hitters are much better. They are more picky. So you got to find a way to throw over the plate. And, um, so that's what they told me. That's why that was the reason I didn't move up for three years. So coming into my third year in high A, Lee lo que puso Chuy ahí. <laughs> oh, that, that's Juco, yes. It was a little easier. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, coming into my third year, I made my decision of, uh, I started throwing four seamers. I believe because uh, the reason they signed me was because of my movement on my two seamer. And that's what I was doing my, my whole pro career. 
and I didn't want to change it. I wanted to figure out how to throw a strike with two seams only. Couldn't do it, so I decided to move to four seams. I talked to my manager and my pitching coach at the time in high A, Edwin Rodriguez. He's the AAA manager and uh, Puerto Rico team. Yeah. So he, he just told me about it, and uh, it was my decision pretty much. And I did it, and it was a pretty... Pretty big change for me in my career. I was gonna ask you that because you're more like a like a three quarters guy. It was kind of hard for you to go with the four seam and 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 stay on top of of the ball the the way that I'm not a pitcher, but of, of everything. Mm -hmm. It was hard for you to stay on top of the baseball throwing from an angle that it's it's not common in baseball. Yeah, until this point is is everything is staying on top of the ball. It's either for my four seams lighter or my two seam that I still throw. Is everything on top of the ball? If I go under, it's gonna go everywhere. It's still hard, but it, it doesn't have a, like a specific direction. So, four seam is a, a whole different thing. Okay, you made your MLB debut in 2019 against mm -hmm. Arizona, right? Against Arizona, yeah. How was that? Yes. Your family was there. Your family uh, flew from. On the Texas, first game, they couldn't make it. They couldn't make it for the first game because uh, they told me around midnight the night before. So that's when I called my family, my agent, and you were in El Paso, we, right? We were near. Where were we? We were playing away. That wasn't El Paso in AAA, but we were playing away. Can't remember where were we. <laughs> so they called me at midnight, and I called my family. We tried to get a flight for them to make it to the first game. They made it until the end of the game. We okay. made it, we yeah we got together in, in the parking spot. So they couldn't see me in my first game, but they did my second games because I pitched back to back. You you pitched back to back, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so they they were there. They were there the first day, but at the end of the game and for the second game they were there too. So it was it was good. That's awesome. That's awesome. And congratulations because yeah. it's. Not even a year, right? That you know, your MLB debut, and I'm sure there was a hard and a long uh, route for you to get there. Yeah. Now we're gonna go the work ethic, mechanical, uh, pitching routine, gym, gym uh, rehab routine after pitching, and all that info. Uh, what did Pollo did from being the Pollo 88 to 92 to the 95 100? What's the difference? The difference, my freshman year, my first semester in UT Brownsville, uh, they gave me a scholarship as an outfielder and as a pitcher. Couldn't hit. So the manager told me, if you want to make it, you got to go to pitching. To the mound. Only. Yeah. So that was the point when I'd, uh, I started doing a little bit more of like, a little bit of exercises as a pitcher. Never did it before. Never did it in high school. So that was something that jumped me from 88 to 91 to 93, touching 93s. That was one thing. And once I went pro, they gave me so much knowledge about uh, exercises and what's, what was right on the gym and what was wrong and what was going to help me. And that was another thing because they had so many different exercises for my arm in pro ball. That's what made me jump from 90s, 94, 93 to 98, 99, because I hit my first 98, 99 on my first spring training. It was oh, ex wow. actually extended because I didn't make I didn't make it to the uh, uh, for spring training my first year in, in 14. 
So in my first standard, uh, that's when I hit uh, 98 first time. And 98, what 99. What type of exercises? It was more mo mobility, more core, lift. Yeah, well, more, more I believe care. there's dif different exercises as a pitcher if you are a starter or a reliever. Oh, really? They ask yeah. you, yeah, they ask you for different things. You gotta be explosive and be 100% as soon as you get into the game as a reliever. And as a starter, I believe there is a sequence when you pitch different innings. So I don't know about starters, but as a reliever, it's more being explosive. And uh, for me, it was doing every single exercise they told me as an explosive exercise. It was more legs instead of upper body. Okay. And the other exercises is more of the trainers help you and they tell you what to do. So explosive means don't lift a lot of weight be a little bit less weight and just do more explosive stuff uh, at the gym mm. or just tell me tell me tell me about that routine because uh, there's pitchers here that they want to know and like I said I'm not a pitcher uh, we have uh, Sabino Loaiza that comes every now and then to help us out but uh, but we want to know a little bit more about that I believe everybody has a different way of uh, lifting If you're a guy that lifts a lot of weight, that's fine. But you gotta stretch even more. Are you After a guy that lifts, lifts a lot? I don't. A lot of weight? I don't. Okay. I don't. A lot of weight? No. I, I do a lot of repetitions. That's different. Um, like like, you can see I'm not a big guy, so yeah. uh, I gotta find a way of creating the whole velocity thing. You gotta find rhythm and uh, finding every single muscle to go the right way, so you can send the ball. Uh, a high velocity as the other guys that are really uh, either taller than me six four six four, five, yeah. six yeah yeah I'm five ten <laughs> so well, uh, yeah so it's not a good thing for me so I gotta find a way to put everything together and be able to throw as hard as I can to the home plate so for me it's more about repetitions and do what's right for you for me it's either uh, squatting Uh, that lift or uh, doing more pulling instead of pushing that's for me okay I don't like doing anything about my chest it's more about my back on, and my shoulders so you don't, know, so, you don't do uh, bench press none of that's more core no. down and, and if back. I do I, if I do bench bench press I gotta stretch a lot because everything's gonna come together and that was, that was the main thing when I got hurt because my first uh, pro ball year didn't know anything besides lifting a lot if I did if I had a bad outing on the game my punishment was going hard at the gym the next day so I was lifting your personal everything. punishment right my personal punishment yes it was go, going to the gym for two hours and lifting really heavy for a long time doing everything so that kind of hurt me on the long process because I pitched the whole year in, in uh, pro ball in Tampa Bay and then I went to winter ball and I was doing the same thing the whole year and I was hurting my shoulder when I was doing that because I was getting tied up and then the next day, I, yes, the next day I had to pitch and everything, velocity was there but everything was all over the place and I was um, pushing my arm too much. It was not as smooth. So, That was what made my shoulder pop. Okay. So I learned from that and talking to the trainers every time I was, I was doing rehab and asking questions every time. That was the main thing that teach me how my body was working and 
what was right to do when I was lifting. Okay, uh, you do a lot of, of, you said you work a lot in, in explosiveness, so you do a lot of, of, of band, like, yes, those type of, like not band. arm bands, but like, on uh, like yes. running and, and, and pull the band and stuff like that, and then for the groin, <clears throat> and you do a lot of those exercises? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, yes, a lot of that, uh, three-pound weights, uh, learn a lot out of, uh, about uh, getting stronger with the, the, the small muscles not just the big ones, because actually that's what gets hurt. So getting that those ready for that kind of velocity is one of the main things for me. Okay, perfect. Uh, are you a long distance runner or sprint? Sprints. Um, I did a lot, with Chuy, I did a lot of long distance oh, running. Ese está loco, corre, 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 pero tienen los chocos. Nunca lo alcancé, nunca lo alcancé, pero bueno. Eso me ayudó, yo creo que sí. Nosotros nos damos un pique ahí, perro. No, yo no, yo para nada. Yo era malo corriendo larga distancia, pero bueno. Lo aprendí que no soy bueno en eso y me dediqué a la corrida que es cortita. Yeah, because now the new school is more sprints and, and, and everything short and quick, explosive. Old school is more long distance. Long distance. And, and blah, blah, blah. A lot of miles, uh, I'm not yeah. saying one is good, one is... Uh, it depends. Both are great. Uh, we do both. Uh, but yeah. like I said, it's each one is different. Each each person is different too. Uh, so, what type of uh, routine after throwing you do? Arm care. There, I, I heard. Uh, I was reading a few messages mm. here that they were saying arm care. It depends. If you're doing the season, you have three different ones, which is bands, manuals with the trainers, and then you do little yeah, weights, three pounders, right? Yeah, those, those, and you go rotate with those three. As you pitch, you go lift, or you do your arm curve first and then go lift. That's during the season. And uh, when I'm, I'm not a big uh, off-season guy because I play, I play winter ball every year. Yeah, you're 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 busy all year, so it's kind of tough. Yeah, I feel I feel better when I, I pitch. So I re I don't really have an off-season. It's pretty much a month and a half or maybe two, depending. And um, I just do either two or three times a week arm curve. Okay. So you feel yourself, uh, a, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, you feel your, yourself a better pitcher by throwing the whole year instead of, of, of getting that force five months off and then go back to spring training? Yes, uh, I feel like I'm still I'm still new on, on this, on pro ball, so I still have a lot to learn. Winter ball is for me one of the main things that I learn a lot because we have a bunch of veterans, ex-big leaguers, or that they play in Japan or anywhere else. They, they, they can teach a lot of stuff. So I like to go there. I do have my own routine in, in winter ball. Uh, I do lift every day in, in winter ball, too. Explosive I take it as an off-season. Explosive mm. every day, or you go one day explosive, two, kind of just chill, I do. and then explosive so again, we, or... We play from from Tuesday to Sundays in winter ball. We rest on, on Mondays. So I do lower, upper, and then coordination. Uh, coordination. I do have a video of a Japanese guy that we had in San Diego two years ago, I believe. And he, he was one of the main guys that helped me how to push myself to home plate the right way because I was flying open. I was either my face to home to first play, to first base and it was 
well, more difficult for me to throw a strike. So I mix it in two times a week. It's lower, upper, and I call it my Japanese day. <laughs> is uh, So those three days, and once again, I do lower, upper, and it's the same. What do you mean about upper body? You say you don't do chest, so what have, what what exercises do you do Pulling. for upper body? I, I do a lot of from uh, down, middle, and upper pulling, and then a lot of bands. And I mix it up, of course, abs, because, you know, core is essential too. And uh, what else can I... It's in winter ball, because I play every day too, I don't mix it up with a lot of gym. I do it because I want to keep doing something because it's not off season for me and um i either do from seven to nine exercises mix it with the uh, stretch and then i go practice so i'm guessing you stretch a lot right yeah for me it's a, a big thing mainly upper body okay uh who told you that uh pulling was better for you instead of pushing for me, it was, uh, me personally, it was, uh, getting tight on my chest. Couldn't release actually my, my, my arm to throw like I throw because I throw three, low three quarters. And I feel like if my chest is pulling, pulling in, won't let me set free my, my arm and be as, as loose as I, I want to be and throw the fastball as hard as I want. Okay. I never heard of a pushing instead of pulling. Um, I do pulling. Pulling no instead push. of pushing. My bad, my yes. bad, my bad. Now we're going to go in Spanish for all the people who asked and because the time is going to go fast. You were born in Victoria, Mexico. You went to high school. You went to Galveston Junior College for Coach Silva. Tell us a little bit of that in Spanish. Para la gente. Bueno, fueron cuatro años en high school, los cuales fue un proceso lento, pues empecé en, en, el, en el segundo equipo, hasta mi segundo año comencé con, con el equipo número uno, y hasta finales de mi tercer año, que fue mi junior, ese fue cuando empecé a, a pichar, y a mi senior fue cuando ya me convertí un poquito más en, en pitcher, y que en realidad yo no era el pitcher número uno en aquel entonces, era simplemente llenando un lugar. Okay. Uh, a mí me dijeron aquí que te, te robabas pelotas ahí en el, en, el, en el VP de Galveston para llevárselas al pueblo. Ahí te digo que uno de los sí, pues. que me llegó por aquí por, por email. Cuéntame sí, eso pues. de que te robabas pelotas. A ver. Cuando uno estaba en el pueblo yo creo que se emocionaba más al ver una pelota nueva que cualquier otra cosa. <risa> Entonces... Eso es lo que yo hacía. Si yo veía una pelota buena, una pelota blanquita, la juntaba y a fin de año me la llevaba. Sí, me la llevaba para el rancho. Y ya la regalaba a él y los, a las personas que jugaban todos los domingos, pues, donde yo jugaba. Fuiste a Galveston, uh, jugaste el primer año, estabas de 90, 92, 93, 94. El segundo año te lastimaste. Uh, y luego fue el, el, el trial con, con Tampa Bay. Recuerden que... No, no estaba listo para irse a una four-year, que una división 1, división 2, solo a, a la ruta uh -huh. de NAE, que no está mal, pero mira, por algo pasan las cosas. Cuéntanos ese, ese tiempo en Galveston, aparte de que te robaba las pelotas para irte, <risa> para irte sí. a, a, a ver, eh, 
Pues el primer año todo bien, gracias a Dios, sano, escuela, todo bien. Eh, llegamos muy lejos para lo que esperaban de nosotros. Y mi segundo año me lastimé haciendo ejercicios incorrectos en el gimnasio. Y pues me perdí todo el año, no pude más, este, no pude hacer redshirt, entonces no recuperé ese año en Yuko. Me lo perdí, regresé a México y al regresar de México se me presentó la oportunidad de ir a un tryout de Tampa Bay al cual yo no estaba listo y pues me convencieron que, que era la mejor opción y que en realidad solamente era un ratito de béisbol y ese ratito de béisbol fue lo que me ayudó a, a llegar a la oportunidad vamos a saludar aquí a Josué Matos eso es jalapeño pues dice <risa> el chico de, de minor leagues de Mets firmaste con Tampa Tampa Bay te, te, te cambió el, duraste lastimado con Tampa Uh, cuéntanos un poquito el proceso de, de Ligas Menores para la gente. Oh. En Ligas Menores, este, yo llegué el 2014, fue cuando presenté primero. Eh, no, no llegué a Sprint Training, no tuve invitación de Sprint Training ni, ni de Ligas Menores, entonces yo llegué a Extended solamente, que son tres meses en, en, en Florida. Entonces ahí estuve tres meses, fue cuando en realidad tuve un, un salto en mi velocidad de 93, 94 a 98, 99 que fue mi primer año profesional, y terminando ese año, en el 2014, me cambiaron para San Diego. Ok, debutaste el 2019, gracias Así a Dios debutaste, es. fue una, una larga historia para llegar ahí, ¿no? Uh -huh. uh, cuéntanos poquito de, de, de la carne guisada esa con tortillas hechas a mano, que hace tu mamá? Me dijeron que está grande. No. Eso es lo mejor, más allá de grandes leyes, yo creo. <risa> este, pues, dile eso, dile eso, que estoy esperando la mía que te Lo esperábamos, todos los roomies que yo tenía ahí, esperábamos a mamá cada dos semanas, porque era iban de visita y nos hacían de comer a todos. No, mamá hacía sus tortillas de, de, de ya sea de harina de, a mano. Mm. Apenas, eso nos revivía para aguantar otras dos semanas ahí nosotros haciéndonos de comer. Cogiendo lucha, como decimos, ¿no? Sí, no. Le vamos a mandar saludos aquí a, a Sebastián Flores, un chamaquito de Tijuana que viene aquí a batear. ¿Qué fue, qué, qué fue el cambio de, de Reyes en ese entonces, época de, de, de tus primeros años, primeros años como profesional de 88-94, el Reyes de 95 hacía? Eh, la disciplina en el gimnasio y los ejercicios correctos para un pitcher okay, eh, ¿qué, eh, ¿qué? háblanos de una vez sobre todos esos ejercicios por favor sí eh, uno cuando está pues en ya sea en la high school o, o en la universidad de Yuko este las la información que tenemos no es, no es tan grande entonces uno hace lo que puede en realidad trabajas de todo y de y, y por varias horas entonces al llegar al béisbol profesional fue que me, me enseñaron, mira, todo esto es lo correcto, esto es lo que hay, esto es lo que puedes hacer para mejorar tu velocidad y tu coordinación. Y eso fue lo que yo me llené de eso y pues en lugar de trabajar tanto en lo incorrecto y no saber utilizarlo, agarré lo, lo poco que es y lo correcto que se necesita para avanzar como pitcher y no sobre en general ya sea posición, un abridor o un relevo. ¿Qué es lo correcto para ti? Hablando de tu, lo correcto, lo incorrecto. ¿Qué es lo correcto para ti? Lo que lo que Reyes hizo que es lo correcto para él. ¿Qué tipo de para correcto? mí lo correcto es más más uh, pierna, más explosivo en la pierna, 
y para mí en realidad no me ayuda tanto lo que es hacer pecho. Entonces yo utilizo más lo que es la espalda y los hombros. Para mí los ejercicios son más de jalar que de empujar. Entonces esa es una de las, de las claves para mí para mantenerme más sano sobre todo y saberlo utilizar mi espalda porque es lo que en realidad me ayuda a desacelerar la velocidad de mi brazo, que es lo que me tiene que proteger porque mi lesión fue de hombro y fue una de las razones cuando estaba haciendo demasiado gimnasio incorrectamente y que yo hacía todo pensando que me iba a ayudar cuando era al revés, que me estaba perjudicando tanto ejercicio y tanto músculo apretado. No me ayudaba en mi velocidad, entonces eso fue lo que hizo que mi, que mi, que mi hombro se, se deshiciera. Aquí están sí. preguntando, ¿qué tipo de información obtienes de Trevor Hoffman? Pues yo soy nuevo, este, yo todavía me mantengo un poquito bajo. Ajá, yo me mantengo un poquito bajo en el clubhouse. Yo solamente me dicen, mira, ve para, para allá y voy para allá. O yo solamente escucho, no, no, todavía no opino tanto. Me gusta estar un poquito bajo en el, en el profile, no, como dicen, sí, porque uno todavía está aprendiendo. Este, soy nuevo en el, en el clubhouse de Grandes Ligas y me gusta primero aprender antes de opinar. Sí, qué bueno. Bueno, uh, ligas, haces muchas ligas, ligas explosivas, ligas para el, para el brazo. Uh, sí, yo hago mucha tenis. liga, igual, como te digo, es liga jalando, la, la liga de los ejercicios que nos ponen a otros una rutina, y pesitas y manuales, que nos lo hacemos Jag con los, con los trainers. Uh, ¿Usas Jagger Bands o qué tipo de no, usas? ¿Cuáles son esos? Las Jagger Bands, las que están las dos que te las pones en la muñeca y las... Ah, sí, esas, esas son. Sí, esas exactamente las que utilizo. Ok. Uh, ¿Haces mucho core, mucho lower back? Sí, pues lo principal para mí es, es, es lower, lower body and core. Esas son una de las dos principales. Ya, como dice, el, el ritmo viene con lo, lo del brazo y la espalda. Entonces, son en realidad pocos ejercicios que yo utilizo. No, no soy de hacer dos, tres horas de, de gimnasio. Este, solamente... Pongo lo que aprendo y lo que les enseño a mis músculos, los pongo los, los pongo juntos y con la coordinación. Eso es todo. Ok, cuando estás haciendo gimnasio, me imagino que son entre media hora y 45 minutos lo que haces de gimnasio, a lo que a lo que más o menos escucho. Uh -huh. haces, haces sets de intensidad y ahí haces a la misma vez estás haciendo cardio o eres haces un set, descansas, otro set, practicando un poquito de... Eh... Quizás en organizaciones son diferentes, cada quien tiene su estilo de trabajo, pero como nosotros lo hacemos son, tienes dos ejercicios, eh, tú decides, este, tú vas con el trainer y le decides, um, mira, hoy quiero trabajar arriba o abajo, o incluso puedes juntar los dos y hacer un tercero. Entonces, yo por, normalmente hago primero un día abajo y luego arriba el siguiente. Entonces, al, al escoger uno de abajo, te dan una hoja en la que vienen dos ejercicios de lower body y el tercero siempre es un estiramiento. Okay. Entonces haces esos tres ejercicios tres veces, dependiendo ya sean las repeticiones que te ponga el, el trainer, es eso, y luego vuelves y cambias los siguientes tres ejercicios, al igual dos ejercicios y el tercero es un, un estiramiento. Así okay. siempre va, siempre, siempre tenemos perfecto. incluido un estiramiento entre los dos ejercicios que tenemos. Y normalmente hacemos algunos 12 ejercicios estando en sprint training, sí. que es cuando estaba haciendo más, más fuerza. Más, pues en, en, en temporada es un poco diferente. Ok. En temporada más o menos la rutina que es, yo sé que es difícil porque estás viajando mucho. 
Sí, bueno, pues en, en AAA sí es un poquito más difícil, en grandes ligas te facilitan las cosas con los gimnasios en, el, en los estadios. Entonces, ahí en realidad es más como sientes tu cuerpo, tienes que aprender a, a sentir tu cuerpo porque son 164 juegos, es demasiado largo. Entonces, uno como relevo tienes que estar disponible en todos los juegos, solamente si ya pichaste cuatro días seguidos, entonces pues sí te dan descanso. Pero en realidad tienes que estar disponible todos los días al momento que ellos eh, decidan meterte. Entonces, tú vas conociendo tu cuerpo y decides qué es lo que tú quieres hacer en el gimnasio y el trainer se ajusta a ti. Aquí me están, gracias por eso, por esa información muy buena. Aquí me están diciendo uh, cómo, cuál es la química de tu catcher y contigo, tú que eres pitcher. ¿Cómo haces para mantener esa, esa, esa química y quién es el, el jugador que, que más te llevas con los padres de San Diego? Con los padres de San Diego, pues yo creo con, con Muñoz. Con okay. Andrés Muñoz, el otro mexicano. Este, antes era el, el Urias, pero lo cambiaron para Milwaukee. Y pues a ahora si lo, ahí, ahí está. A, a ver si me lo pones, porque aquí me lo están pidiendo mucho. A ver si te deja aquí, anda conmigo. Aquí estamos sí, entrenando sí, sí, en, sí. en San Carlos. Este, sí, con ellos y con lo del catcher. En realidad yo soy muy simple. Este, yo picho de una manera que, que trato de hacer todo más simple porque el, el juego se va muy rápido. Entonces, como te digo, yo soy nuevo en esto, intento hacer lo más simple posible porque a la hora del juego se apresura tanto el juego que uno no sabe qué pensar. Entonces, si yo ya lo tengo simple y mi cacho sabe lo que quiero en tales situaciones, para mí es excelente no estar perdiendo tiempo y pichar lo más rápido posible en el juego. Ok. Hey, gracias a Dios estás en la, en la Liga Nacional, ¿no? A ver si te tocó un turnito, mi hijo el chico te dijera eso, que porque estabas aferrado en Yuco de meterte a la jaula y mantener y el Silva te sacaba de para allá. Ya, ya agarré un turno, fíjate. Ya tengo un turno allá arriba. Tres rectas por el medio, un ponche. Entonces no te querías, puedo prometer un bolso. <risa> pues sí, también estaba 97 sin quiao. Yo no puedo, pues le tenía como 7 pues, años sin ver una, una pelota así. Ahí está el karma. Mm. Pues sí, bueno, está muy difícil. Algo que, algo que le quieras decir a los, a los chamaquitos uh, de aquí de, de, de Chulavista, Tijuana, de esta área de aquí, uh, ¿qué le recomiendas a los pitchers más que nada? A los pitchers, eh, que aprendan a escuchar a su brazo. Este, en ocasiones es mejor descansar un día o tirar un poco menos que a tirar largo porque el programa lo dice. Este, tienes que saber entender si el brazo está disponible para ese día hay ocasiones que sí tienes que empujar un poquito más para que ganes un poquito de stamina y ¿qué más te puedo decir? pues eso es todo porque en realidad si lo principal es estar sano si no estás sano no, no, no puedes enseñar lo que tú en realidad tienes para, para apoyar en el equipo y pues con eso es porque si, si estás sentado en la banca lesionado no hay forma de enseñar lo que uno tiene. Exacto. Uh, algo, algo chistoso, cuéntanos de tu desayuno, de los, los dos pancakes que les daban, pero tú te robabas uno y para hacerlo tres. Cuéntame de eso. Ah, bueno, eh, yo tenía un contrato con la señora de, de la cocina. Eh, ella me daba un tercero sin que yo le dijera a nadie, pues. Al sordón. <risa> sí. <risa> Entonces ese, ese era un secreto de ella y yo nada más. <risa> ok, súper bien. Bueno, pues yo te voy a dejar... Vamos a terminar con 10 preguntas. 10 uh, preguntas, ya sea A o B, se puede decir rapid fire, ¿no? ¿Qué prefieres, estar en la playa o estar en el rancho? ¿O estar en San Diego? En el rancho. En el rancho. Uh, chips, papas o chocolate? Chocolate. 
Chocolate. Rudy's or Texas Roadhouse? Texas Roadhouse. No, qué pues. Yo, el, yo, yo, el, uh, a mí me gusta el, el, el Rudy's, el, el, uh, el, el sandwich que, que hacen ahí. Uh, ah, como un steak. ¿Steak o aguachiles? Ah. ¿De si el aguachiles es, Sí, depende <risa> del día y si estamos en Sonora, un aguachile. Uh, ¿Traer tenis o botas? Fíjate que soy más de tenis, pero también me pongo mis botas. Las botonas. Uh -huh. ¿Cerveza o vino? Mm, tequila. Vámonos. Y entonces, para calentar ahí en el clavito, el clavito, ¿eh? Pues claro. Para hacer <risa> oh, sí, mucho, muchas gracias, Pollo. Muchas gracias por tenernos. Uh, aquí San Diego es tu casa, Juez San Diego. Aquí estamos a, a 15 minutos, 20 minutos. Uh, ya se hizo sonorense el Rumi. No, empezó contigo, Chuy, ahí lo de Sonora, pues ahí de San Luis. Y él ya se hizo de Texas, que no sé. Sí, no, ya se hizo tejano, él ya, ya uh -huh. siempre me habla, y, que, habla como tejano ya. Yo, yo, Exacto, yo, sí, sí, sí. <risa> bueno, no, pues muchas gracias a ti por darme tu tiempo y aquí estamos cualquier cosa, ya sabes. No, gracias, gracias. Esperemos que haya temporada, esperemos vernos ahí, uh, ponernos en contacto y... y te, voy a, te mandé a hacer una, una camiseta a todos los que estoy entrevistando, una camiseta ahí para, para Grant. Ya tengo la tuya, José, nomás aguántame que aguántame las aguas. Y ya estamos en contacto, muchas gracias, de su salud, lo mejor, y vamos para arriba, clásico mundial, si Dios quiere, el año que viene o en dos años, ya dijeron que a lo mejor lo movía. Va, pues, estamos ahí en contacto. Estamos. Ahí